Welcome to It's a Slate of Mind with Allison Hazelden. This is the entertainment industry's video podcast, where we spark honest, unfiltered conversations within the community about things we're all thinking about, but don't talk about enough. I invite you to join my circle of friends, both new and old, as we tackle the industry together. Hey fam, I know you're not used to hearing from me twice in one week, but today I have a really special bonus episode for all of you. If you were at our first ever live recording event, you'll know that we had not one, but two amazing guests. And so today you are going to hear the Q&A from the live event with the ACLU of Georgia's political director, Chris Bruce. Chris was such a joy to meet and to talk to, and he answered a lot of our questions about what has been going on lately um, in the political landscape in Georgia and how some of those things have been impacting the entertainment industry. So that includes um, learning more about the specifics regarding the Georgia abortion ban, uh, where we are now with that case, and what we should know about how this case is similar or different to other situations that we've had in the past. Um, From there, we kind of talked about what that means for us and how we should process these things as they're coming through our state and affecting our industry. Um, We also learned a bit more about how folks can get ongoing um, education, research, knowledge, information about what's going on politically in the state of Georgia and how that's affecting our our community, as well as ways that you can get involved if you want to um, volunteer your time and energy and talents. Uh, Chris also shares a bit about that. So without further ado, I hope you all enjoy. Here he is, Chris Bruce. Okay. Okay. Well, thank you for having me, having me, Allison. Claire and Drama Inc., thank you for uh, inviting the ACLU of Georgia here. You have me speaking after Rick. <laughs> and Rick is a phenomenal speaker. So let's see how this is going to work out. Okay? We're all going to learn. It's going to be great. It's going to be great. It's going to be great. Uh, my name is Chris Bruce again. I am the political director for the American Civil Liberties Union of Georgia. Uh, a nonprofit, nonpartisan organization that is dedicated to protecting all of your civil rights, civil liberties enshrined in your United States Constitution, Bill of Rights, and Georgia Constitution. So I got to the ACLU of Georgia um, after I graduated from law school, was a lawyer for a while, that was boring. And then uh, I got what into kind of politics. Oh, I did insurance defense. Okay. Okay. Yeah, let's not talk about that. So very, very that. different. Than right, we're very different. Okay. Very different. But I'm a Georgia native. Great. I grew up in Stone Mountain, went to Georgia State for undergrad, UGA for law school. And I'm one of seven children. So that really speaks more to my occupation mm. because I'm a lobbyist. So I had to lobby for time to get into the bathroom just to clean up <laughs> and everything else. Uh, my dad was an army colonel. He's retired now, but we traveled all around the United States, got to meet a lot of different people, a lot of different cultures. I love this country and everything that it stands for. And that's one of the reasons why I'm at the ACLU. I love that. And how long have you been with the ACLU? It will be three years in January. Great. So after the 2016 election, uh, I got a phone call to join. I was like, of course, it's the ACLU. Awesome. What is one of the projects that you've been most excited to be part of since since you joined? 
one of the things that there's so many things that happen that never make it to the news. And that's mm-hmm. a good thing because normally if it doesn't make it to the news, we're winning. Right. Uh, when I first got to the ACLU, I was asked to be in the legislature uh, as a lobbyist. And in 2017, you know, there was a lot of different types of controversies happening. One of the most biggest ones was, um, remember when there was a lot of police shootings of unarmed black men? Mm-hmm. Well, there was a lot of protests that happened afterwards, too. So one of the things that the state legislature did was they were trying to pass what is called as a Blue Lives Matter bill. It's something that was going to protect the police officers for certain types of things. In this bill, there was a section of it that targeted Black Lives Matter protesters. So if you were protesting in the streets, which is what was happening on sidewalks or you're blocking roadways, it would take it from a misdemeanor to a misdemeanor of aggravated nature, which increased your fine and your time in jail. Something that nobody was really talking about, but something that really has to deal with your First Amendment rights as far as protesting. I went down to the Capitol and I spoke against this bill to make sure that it didn't go through. And it, it was in a different way. Normally, you don't threaten to sue, but we say, hey, maybe we're going to sue, litigate on this matter. Took it a little different step. You also remember this was the same time that UGA was in a championships game, as well as the Atlanta Falcons going to the Super Bowl. So I said, if you push this bill through, not only if the Falcons had won, Everybody would be in the streets celebrating on sidewalks, blocking traffic, because I know I would have. I'm a diehard Atlanta Falcons fan. You would be arresting those individuals as well under the same type of bill, because you can't distinguish between a protest and a celebration. You're still blocking the same sidewalks. You're still blocking the same streets. That's the difference. Mm. That's the difference. We all should be treated equally under the law. So that's one of the one of my most proud moments. They they said, "Oh no, we love the Falcons. Rise up! Oh no, we can't pass <laughs> something like that." So they stripped that out of the bill, and it didn't go through. Interesting. Thank mm-hmm. you for sharing. Um, so, kind of like we've been talking about already this evening, um, the Georgia's abortion ban and that bill has really played a part in affecting our community in the entertainment industry. So could you share with us a little bit more about the Georgia ACLU's part in in that so far and kind of Mm -hmm. where we're at there? Mm -hmm. Thank you for that question. It's something that I know has affected your community as well as the 10.5 million Georgians Mm -hmm. uh, that reside here. What's really going on is in the 2019 legislative session, this House Bill 481, the abortion ban, was introduced on February 25th of 2019. It's kind of late in the legislative session. So at that time, as it was progressing through, the ACLU was working with other reproductive health care organizations, such as Planned Parenthood, Feminist Women's Health Center, NARAL, to try to stop this bill. And the bill reached us, and we were purposeful of making sure that women were out front speaking against mm-hmm. this bill, because it was mostly affecting women. When it reached the Senate, I actually asked my legal director, I was like, look, this is going a little bit too far. It's still going on. I need you to come and testify and testify as far as the unconstitutional nature of the bill. Not only is it unconstitutional, we can sue on this. And it was going to cost Georgia taxpayers money because when the ACLU sues, we try to win. 
right? So he went down and he told them, if you pass this bill, the ACLU of Georgia, as well as other organizations, will sue. Well, it, the bill still passed. On May 7th, the Governor Kemp signed the bill. And uh, a few weeks later, we sued. We we actually fulfilled our promise on that. Mm. And now we have just have a preliminary injunction that was placed, that was granted by the federal court judge, which basically means that the bill was supposed to be put into effect on January 1st, 2020. It's not. So we're still going to litigate this bill altogether, and we're going to continue to fight. Great. So so we know, just for those of us who aren't as uh politically or, or legally versed. So that means there it won't be going into effect um, at the, that original date, but there is still work to, to be done and that could be reversed, that block. Mm-hmm. I, I want to emphasize on here, abortions are still legal in the state of Georgia. Okay? Just to make sure that everyone knows. So the case is still going to be litigated. But as of right now, abortions are still safe and we're going to continue to fight to make sure that's happening. Great. So essentially, it's kind of like we're, we're putting a pin in that while we sort out all of the, the legal Correct. steps. Correct. While okay. we're still going through the court proceedings. Great. Yes. Great. Awesome. Um, so one thing, and, and Rick and I kind of talked about this, I think a lot of people don't realize that we have had um, other situations and other bills in the past in Georgia that have made uh, several big players in the entertainment industry speak out and, mm-hmm. and threaten to leave. And um, that was something, you know, when I was doing my research, I didn't even realize that I just assumed, oh, this is the first big scare that we've had. But that's not the case. Could you share a little bit about um, maybe a past instance? Well, you live in Georgia, so I have several. Mm-hmm. So, but again, the ones that you don't hear about is great, right? Because that means that we won. There's still some that are alive in the legislature. I think one that you are probably talking about mostly is in 2017. Yeah. There was a religious freedom bill mm-hmm. that was introduced as well. Religious freedom bills are basically bills that typically discriminate against the LGBTQ community. Completely awful bills, unnecessary bills, and something that has basically targeted people uh, for no reason. So the ACLU, as well as other civil rights organizations such as Georgia Equality and Georgia Unisa Coalition, fought against this bill and was successful with having the governor deal actually veto the bill. Um, These bills come up all the time, right? And the reason why is because you have some legislators in the Capitol who shouldn't be there. It's incumbent upon us and it's incumbent upon you to make sure that we, you are very informed about the issues Mm -hmm. and you don't like somebody vote them out. And there are several different ways that we can do that. Sure. I know, um, at least in my research, one of the biggest differences that I noticed between some of these other situations in the past and kind of what we're dealing with now is the immediacy with which the matter was handled. Um, So, you know, we have had a bit more time to fester Mm -hmm. on this issue. And and with that extra time comes the fear and comes the, the people talking and the rumors and all of those things. And I think that's where a lot of our fear, at least as um, members of our community and in our industry, comes from. But some of these other other situations, like in 2017, you know, they were dealt with quickly. 
and the bills would have been enacted immediately rather than at a certain date months away. Mm -hmm. So I think that's something that um, I know for myself moving forward as an actor and and as a person, uh, citizen in in this state, I think my first step now is is to research and to understand the process with which all of these things are happening. And that kind of should dictate whether you should be concerned or whether you shouldn't, at least in terms of our industry. And to add on to that, I mean, that's why the ACLU of Georgia is here mm-hmm. to help inform you, right? Everyone's not a lawyer. Everyone doesn't need to be a lawyer. What you do need are civil justice organizations leading the way. And this is where my plug comes in. You can always follow us at ACLU of Georgia, ACLU of GA, um, and also go to our website and sign up for updates as well. So yeah. make sure you do your research. But your research can come from us as well. I used to send out weekly um, updates for the legislature, and we'll be doing that again to make sure that you know what type of bills affect you at what time. That's great. Um, What do you think we can learn um, as a community from what has happened so far this year? and, And what can we take from that moving forward? Just to let you know that these type of bills do come up. Like you were saying before, Alex, and this, these type of bills come up, but sometimes they're just squashed immediately because there's such an outpouring of public support or public disgust against them. We need to know like which bills are coming up in the 2020 legislative session up front and be able to fight these bills right when they're introduced. Talking to the sponsors right when they're going to drop a bill or even better, before they even think about dropping a bill like this, knowing that you are ready and willing to say, I'm going to vote you out next time a legislative uh, session comes up. So it's one of those things. I want to remind everyone, they work for you. You get taxed literally for their salaries down at the Capitol. So if you don't like what they're doing, find somebody who you would like in their place. You can literally fire them based off of what how you vote. Make sure that you are ready and willing to be at the Capitol or do a host of other things to work um, in this upcoming legislative session. Mm-hmm. Uh, what are some resources and um, ways that the ACLU of Georgia have in place now for us to educate ourselves and get involved potentially? Oh, we have several. So where can I begin? There's probably a list of 10 out there. I'm going to look at... Um, yeah. I'm looking at, I have to give a quick shout out. I know she doesn't like this, but our communications director, Anna Maria, right here, she does a great job. She's out here on a Saturday too, uh, coaching me and everything else. So look, first, going back to the abortion ban bill, I just want to let you, all of you know, follow a hashtag, let her decide. That's something that we want to emphasize all the time. Let her, hashtag, let her decide. Uh, you can start but with that. Again, following our social media, ACLU of GA, that gives you a lot of information where you comment and join the community uh, that's also fighting these types of uh, legislative measures. Form a squad, <laughs> right? Maybe uh, you should form a squad of people that are concerned, like the people in this room, and actually work together. And one of the biggest projects that you can start off with is earlier this week, we introduced a series of videos talking about 
abortion access and the abortion ban and how it's in jeopardy right now. So if you go to our website, you can find those videos. Watch them with a group. Have a discussion with them. If you would like someone from the ACLU to come out and watch it with you and have that discussion, do it. I go any and everywhere in the state all the time. So uh, you can email volunteer at ACLUGA.org. Put my name in the header and I'll answer. So I'll be right there helping you anytime, any place. Call me on my bluff. Rick does it. <laughs> yeah, Rick. Yeah. So Love we that. can make that happen. Love it. Um, do any of you guys have questions for Chris? Yeah, I love questions. I just want to say thank you for your service and what you do on behalf of humanity, women, us. <laughs> <laughs> thank you. I'm just curious, you know, Rick was incredibly inspiring as are you and talking about hope. What keeps you going? Oh, wow. Well, let me give you a dichotomy between this. As a lawyer or as an attorney working for an insurance defense firm, those lawyers are, they are needed in our economy to make sure that things are going correct. This is completely different in a way of, I wake up every day happy to go to work. Like there's some nights, and I know Anna Maria can say the same thing. I don't go to sleep because I'm thinking of ways to make sure that we keep Georgia safe. I truly believe in our United States constitution and our Georgia constitution. And when someone threatens that, or someone threatens the people who are here in this state, I'm looking at your faces right now. Like I literally, I remember when um, House Bill 481 passed out of the House. I literally cried that night. It was at 10.37 p.m. I will never forget that time. So I have this passion of making sure that people, especially people who are vulnerable, get a voice that are there protected. Equipping them and educating them with the resources to empower their community so they can make a difference. That's what really keeps me going. Thank you. Thank you. Awesome. Any other questions for Chris? I love questions. Come on. <laughs> That's what I do. So how else do, I mean, what are we looking at down the road? How do we um, make sure that we stay active and, you know, what are things that are coming that you're concerned about, you know, in this next legislation? So there are, um, thank you for that question, because there are so many things that are already still alive in the state legislature. So one of the things that people have not talked about, it's called a trigger bill. If anybody hasn't heard about this, a trigger bill, basically in the reproductive health care sense, is a piece of legislation which says if Roe v. Wade is ever overturned in Supreme Court, abortion is automatically outlawed in that state. That bill was introduced in the Georgia legislature and is still alive today and it could actually pass this upcoming legislative session. So that's when we're saying you have to be vigilant about things that are happening. There are also other religious freedom bills that are in the legislature right here or bills that are attacking the immigrant communities. The reason why those bills haven't passed is because people like you who are informed are contacting their local legislators are saying, do not pass this bill. Those are the type of things that we're concerned about this upcoming legislative session. We still have to play defense, but we're also working on pieces of legislation to say where should reproductive rights be in the state of Georgia? The state of Illinois, Virginia, and yeah, and New York have passed very good reproductive health care bills. We're working on ones for, for the state of Georgia to let people know this is where abortion access to be. 
people don't realize we have 159 counties. It's the second most in the United States. Half of those counties do not have an OBGYN in them. Wow. Half of them. Wow. That's ridiculous, isn't it? And then your response to that is passing an abortion ban. That is ridiculous. We have the highest maternal uh, mortality rate, maternal mortality rate in in the United States. If you are a person of color, a black woman, you are six times more likely to die uh, based off of pregnancies. And your response is passing an abortion ban. That's unacceptable. The people of Georgia do not deserve that. They deserve much better. So we're going to introduce legislation of saying where Georgia should be instead of where uh, the legislature have passed this bill, House Bill 481, which, and I'm going to tell you this, why it's so important. The bill only passed by two votes. If these two votes didn't happen, I wouldn't be sitting here right now. If these two votes didn't happen, you wouldn't have this hoopla happening right now. Your industry would still be safe and sound for the moment. Because, again, there are other things that happen. <laughs> Rick's cousin. So uh, two votes, two votes. This is why you always have to stay vigilant. And we're here to help you to do that. I love that. Well, and I think too, I mean, I think that's a good to kind of flip the script on that. You know, just like there's only two votes that made the difference there. That's to say that two of us could make a difference on our side too. Absolutely. And I think um, having that knowledge and having that education, having those resources, um, and opportunities to get involved. Are there any volunteer opportunities? Oh, there's several. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Tell several. us about them, Chris. Oh, Tell man. us about them. Oh, what happened? Um, what's the latest volunteer opportunity that happened? I have a great volunteer who is helping me uh, put together. I was asked by the Senate Study Committee on reenfranchising nonviolent felons. So basically, this is a study committee that is supposed to be giving back voter rights to people who have been convicted of felonies, right? Because as you've seen in 2018, there was a voter suppression. It was rampant. So working with Chairman Randy Robertson and a volunteer is actually helping me put together the policy proposals that we're going to put forth. That's on a higher level of people who really want to get involved and deep in the weeds. I started off at the ACLU of Georgia as an intern in law school years ago, years ago. So I was basically a volunteer because they weren't paying me. (laughs) And what I would do there is I would simply go out to different community events and table and talk to people like you, uh, making sure that they knew what the ACLU stood for, what was coming up, sign up people for membership, passing out literature. Like it's the most simplest things at festivals that you will already go to anyway. And then you get to meet great people to do it. Um, Any and everything that you want to do will take you. So your time, your talent, your treasure, whatever it is, we have something for that. So just come join the team, right? (laughs) And you can get in contact through the website or through an email on the website? Uh, Volunteers at ACLUGA.org. You can also go to the website, sign up there. Sign up for membership, sign up to volunteer, sign up to fight with us. Okay. Rick has a question. Yes. Tell them about a resource. 
Take hand signals. Okay. I know I'm taking hand signals. <laughs> Tell them about a resource to see, so they can check to see how their representatives have been voting in their districts. Is there a resource that they can do some back checking? Mm -hmm. So, yeah. <laughs> she really is. So, we have right now um, the Georgia General Assembly's website can tell you about any and every bill that's been passed in the legislature. Um, so, House Bill 481. You can pull up everyone and how they voted. If they voted no, it's in a big red. If they voted yes, it's in green. So it's www.ga.general.assembly.us. I think it's something. If you just Google Georgia General Assembly, <laughs> it'll come up. Uh, we're working on a voting guide as well to release to everyone. It's letting people know of all of these social justice issues. Who is sponsoring these discriminatory type of bills and who is actually sponsoring good bills as well? So you you'll be able to check our website later on going into the next legislative session, which starts in January. Great. Do you have any more questions? Yes. Hi, Chris. I, uh, I heard you speak at Nova House and um, we talked about uh, maternal mortality and the fact that there aren't enough OBGYNs for all the counties in Georgia. And yet midwives are not an option in Georgia. They're legal, they're not certified or licensed by the state. And I'm just curious if there's been any looking into that because there are studies that say that an out-of-hospital birth with a licensed midwife statistically is actually safer than an in-hospital birth. There are studies. So is ACLU looking at that as, as a potential solution to all these women that do not have health care. First, I want to point out, thank you for listening at Nova House. That's great. You know, I go so many places. I'm like, did they? Did anyone learn anything? Did you say anything? And then people come up later on. It's like, wow, this is great. I remember this. I think one of the most shocking things, again, is half of Georgia counties do not have an OBGYN. And then there's another alarming statistics about some Georgia counties do not have an OBGYN or a pediatrician at all. That is, I mean, it's 2019 going into 2020. That is ridiculous. So in that piece of legislation that I was talking about being introduced, we are looking into that about midwives in ways that we can solve this. Your state legislators should have solved the health care problem years ago, years ago. But some of them did not want to jump into the Affordable Care Act. That is ridiculous. And Georgia has just gotten worse and worse from the top to the complete bottom of the list when it comes to health care. Again, that is unacceptable. So that's one of the solutions that we're actually looking into. Thank you for listening. <laughs> but, but and you know what? This is what this is what we need to do. We need to start getting more. I know Anna Marie, we need to start getting more feedback from our membership and people when we're actually talking. Because again, that's when the conversation starts. The more you start talking about this, the more powerful things happen. So it's not just in this room. It's what happens after this conversation happens. And what do you do after that? And we want to hear about it. So if you do go on the website, when you go on the website, when you look at the videos that have been posted, and you're going to see the stark reality of what's happening across the store. And you're hearing this from doctors, physicians who deal in reproductive health care all the time. We want to hear back from you as well. So let us know. We can do that, right?
Yes, okay. She's like, yeah. We can. <laughs> we can. We will. You, they, they can talk about it when they when they come in to sign up to volunteer. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So come on and volunteer. Yes. Chris, are you having anything to do with the changes of the, uh, the paper ballots for the next election? So, yes, this upcoming election in November of 2019, there will be seven counties that are piloting this new system. So six of them have the new voting machines. I've tried out the voting machines right now. There's still some things that need to be worked out. Um, The ACLU of Georgia is partnering with other um, social justice organizations, and we're going to do election protection monitoring to make sure no type of funny business is happening at, at the polls. Um, And there's one county, Cobb County, that's going to do paper ballots. We'll also be in polling precincts monitoring there, too. So that's what you you like to volunteer. You can also volunteer for that. Uh, We have a great initiative called the Peanut Gallery. It's basically us with seven other organizations that look into Board of Elections work. So what you heard in Randolph County, where they were trying to close seven out of nine polling locations, that came from a peanut gallery member of saying, there's something happening in Randolph County, which is over three hours away. We wouldn't have known about it unless there was somebody who was monitoring the Board of Elections. Mm-hmm. You have 159 counties. That's 159 different ways of doing voting. But if you have citizens who are looking at there and blowing a whistle, we'll come out and we'll help and we'll make a difference. And you can find the peanut gallery on our website and you can sign up to volunteer there. So many yeah. resources Everything's on the website. On the website. <laughs> website, social media, everything. Awesome. Oh, and then you can also share everything like these type of talks. Uh, make sure you say I was here, had a great conversation. Of course, shout out Rick because he does a great job um, himself. But saying that's what might basically happens is once you post things on social media, people want to know more about it. And once you post it, uh, then we'll hear more things and get the conversation started. Again, we'll go any and everywhere. I'll be in LaGrange, Georgia on Tuesday. I'll be in D.C. on Wednesday. Then I'll be on in Savannah on Friday. Like this, it's nonstop. But again, I love it. It's something that I wake up every day enjoying to do. I'm exhausted, but I love what I do. <laughs> so make sure you share these stories with your friends tag us at ACLU of Georgia as well mm-hmm. and let them know let us know what uh, what you think about all of this love it So there you have it, guys. I am so grateful to Chris for sharing his knowledge and the information that he has on what's going on right now today uh, as far as the legal proceedings go on this situation in Georgia. Um, I think you know if you are not a Southeast actor, I hope that you still tuned into this and that you stay educated and up to date because these things can happen anywhere. Um, You know, the political climates are always changing. Bills and laws and amendments and things are always um, shifting. And that can happen in any state across the country. And it does happen, I think, a lot more than most of us realize. So whether you are in Georgia or you're in another market currently, I hope that you take this as um, some inspiration to stay up to date and knowledgeable and aware of what is going on in your state and in your market and how that might be affecting the entertainment industry there. Um, Because this isn't something that is uncommon. Uh, This instance just happens to be one that's gotten a lot of attention um, and has kind of 
gotten into the headlines a bit more than normal, but these things do happen, uh, like we mentioned in this episode. And sometimes they're bigger than others, but I think it's really important as actors uh, to stay informed so that we know when to get nervous and when not to get nervous and how we can help and the ways in which um, we're able to strategize and apply this information to our career planning and trajectory. So that was my goal for this whole conversation um, about the past and future of Georgia, uh, Georgia film and all of those things. So I hope it was useful to you guys. And I hope you have some new ideas about the way to approach um, situations like this as scary as they might be, as much as your first gut instinct might be fear. Um, I hope that these two conversations from the live event can hopefully give you a new way of thinking about these things and a new way to approach them. So that is all for today's bonus episode. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. As always, if you want to continue the conversation, you can hop on over to Instagram at it's a slate of mind or my personal Instagram at Allison underscore Hazelden, or you can leave us a comment on your favorite listening platform. Um, or share with a friend, or give us some stars. All of that love is greatly appreciated. And I hope you guys have a wonderful, wonderful rest of your day, and I will catch you on the next one. Well, friends, that's it for this week's episode of It's a Slate of Mind. I'm Allison Hazelden, and thank you for joining us. See you next time.